Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Dora Bush Cook has accomplished something truly special. In her book, My Father, My Present, a personal account of the life of George H.W. Bush. For this moving story of her father's life will not only capture the hearts of the general reader, but will also garner the respect of historians who will savor her wonderful anecdotes, anecdotes and her telling insights into her close-knit family. We have on the line... Dora Bush Cook. Good morning, Dora. Good Dor- morning. Doro, Doro. And um, we're here in Vero Beach, Florida, and I know uh, I wanted to talk about uh, talk about this book. How long did it take you to write this book about your dad? It took me just under um, two years. Under two years? Uh-huh. Now, did you have help with a, with a professional writer, or how did this work? I had a lot of help. Um, the first person I called when I found out about the project was my sister-in-law, and um, our husbands are brothers, so she's on the cook side. And then, um, and then I, you know, I used my parents' Christmas card list and gathered letters about, you know, that sort of shed light on my dad's character, filled with stories from my parents' friends. And then I interviewed over 135 people, including all the living presidents, all the um, world leaders who were in office when my dad was the president and friends, colleagues, opponents, and, um, and so, and then, I, and then I had um, help from people um, at the George Bush Library. I had three ladies who were sort of there to, whenever I needed something, they would um, fax it right to me. So I had a lot of advantages. And then I had three speech writers um, who, after I wrote and put all this material together, sort of polished it up for me. So I had a ton of help, and not to mention my dad. Now, you um, you were brought up in a privileged background. You were, I guess you were, you know, you were uh, virtually reared in the White House or near the White House. And uh, we always hear about the, the Bush boys. We hear about Jeb. We hear about your brother, who's the, the president. And we hear about your dad, the former president. But you've kind of stayed on the sidelines. Has have you have you done that purposefully? Well, I, people really, you know, it's funny when people find out that George H. W. Bush has a daughter and George W. Bush has a sister. They kind of act like they're learning about the fifth Beatle for the first time. They're, you know, wow, whoa. But but the truth is, I I've I've remained low key. But I've worked on you know every presidential election. So I've been out there, but. Um, I'm also not a, I mean, I'm kind of a quiet person in a way, and um, and I'm not a public, you know, I don't have, pu- I don't serve in public office. I have two other brothers who are not famous also, and and I guess if you're not a politically elected official, you don't get a lot, you know, you don't get a lot of press, and that's just absolutely fine with me. Once Once you've been president, you know, and I've met with your father, I've met with your brother, I've met with... Carter and Ford, you know, once you've been president, you've been president forever, and forever you have to have the Secret Service being circled by them and protecting you. You know what it's like, <clears throat> and you once you've given up that anonymity, gaining, gaining it back, 
when you're able to walk into a Walmart or a Kmart or uh, or a Talbots or wherever it is you do your shopping, uh, are you elated with the fact once you've stepped out of that a light with your your brother or your your dad that uh, you know you're not famous? Yeah, it is. It, it's it's nice, and it's nice for my children, um, you know, not to be famous. And um, so it is. It's 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 good for my my little family. Yeah, good. How many children do you have? Well, it's not so little, actually. I have four. You have four. Wonderful. Uh huh. You sound like you're about uh, twenty three. <laughs> well, I am. I'm joking. I'm not twenty three, but I have a twenty two year old. Oh, you my do? son is 22, my oldest son. Now, one thing I, I liked when I read your book, uh, part of your book, is that the fact that when uh, the Bush family was always uh, considerate towards the Secret Service and that when there was a holiday, your dad would uh, would just stick around and not travel or try not to travel on holidays. Therefore, the Secret Service were able to spend intimate time with their families on holidays. I thought that was a very thoughtful and caring. Well, that's true, and um, one of the interesting things about the book is that um, I interviewed, I think, three Secret Service agents who normally um, don't, you know, don't do interviews about their protectees, but my dad is so well regarded in the Secret Service um, because he treats everybody the same, and, and they respect him, and so when I called some of them, I, I spoke to two of them who were head of the Secret Service. And, um, and, and you know, they're sticklers for rules and things, and they normally don't talk to people. And they said, well, is this something your dad would like us to do? And I said, well, he only wants you to do it if, you know, he wouldn't care if you did it or not. But, but um, he's, he's, you know, he, he's behind the book project and everything. And so sure enough, they... They said, well, we really want to talk about your dad because we admire him and respect him so much. And so that's one of the things they told me. And by the way, someone else who was in the White House with you wants me to express his hello, I'm sure. Bert Lee, who is, uh, was the former physician to your dad in the White House. Yeah, Dr. Lee is a great um, friend. And um, he was, you know, my dad um, was in Japan. And, of course, he um, recounted for me the famous um, story of my dad throwing up on the prime minister, and yeah. Dr. Lee Burt has such a sense of humor <laughs> that um, anyway he he made times like that amusing, and and he was he's also a terrific physician. Yeah, I, he tells me the story when he uh, when he had to your your dad uh, your dad was underneath the table and he had to you know uh, loosen his uh, loosen his belt and uh, he says, uh, you know, so your dad wakes up from being unconscious because he was sick. What are you doing, Bert? What are you what? doing down there, Bert? <laughs> Bert says, just checking on the big boy here. <laughs> and so he's told that story a couple of times on my show. He's a great guy. He's a, He was, of course, the head of oncology, I guess, for quite a few years at Sloan Kettering. Sloan Kettering in New York. And a real giver. Also, Jamie Bruner is a good friend, a mutual friend of yours and mine. Yes, he sure is. And now, we grew up with his family up in... Um, Kenny Bunkport, Maine. Um, his dad was the minister at the church where my grandmother was married, my, I was married. Lots of people in our family were married. And um, and so he's he's a great friend. No, Now, uh, being the daughter of a former president, being the sister of a, of a standing president, is, is, is it tough for you to take, uh, you know, the jabs 
that they constantly have to, uh, that are taking, or do you all sit down? Have you all sat down and had a powwow together and said, look, this is how it's going to be out here? I guess you've always known that because your dad, gosh, your, your dad started off when he was a real young man as a uh, Herbert, uh, George Herbert Walker Bush as a U.S. congressman, ambassador to the United Nations, U.S. liaison to China, director of the CIA, vice president with Ronald Reagan for eight years. That's right. You've been living with this for quite a while, this fame. Yeah, the very first job I remember my father having um, is United States congressman, and um, and so I've grown up with it, and and you know it's not always pleasant because for me politics is personal, and so it does hurt your feelings. But on the other hand, you get used to it, and you know, you sort of sometimes you hold a grudge, and then you have to get over it because that doesn't do any good, and so you just move on. But um, it is hard. Let, let's, let's talk about your your father's illustrious World War II career, including 58 combat missions. Yeah. And tell about the legendary narrow escape from a downed bomber. Well, in the yeah, I mean, I, I one of the things that I write about in the book, of course, is um, when my dad was shot down on September 2nd, 1944, at the age of 20 years old. Um, I have a firsthand eyewitness account in there um, of someone who actually saw this whole thing happen and my dad was shot down and he lost two crew members um, um, and and it's one of the things he's had to live with his entire life is you know the question of why did they die and why did he live and um, you know did he do everything he could have done and and all of those things and um, but it's it was a different different world then I mean I I, I think gosh um, you know, it was all about duty, honor, country. And, um, you know, when people call my dad a hero, he'll say, well, no, the heroes are the ones who died. And um, anyway, I, it was a fa- fascinating thing to um, write about. I think that if uh, people listening would have me ask, uh, for me, one question is, they, you know, there's, there's so many alarmists out there. There's so many people that, um, of course, when you're on the top of the mountain, they throw. They only throw throw rocks at the top of them. They only pick on the trees that have the the, the bare fruit, as uh, Gloria Swanson used to say. Um, the faith of your dad intrigues me, and of your brothers. Uh, is that faith real and profound in Jesus as their Lord and Savior? Oh, absolutely. And one of the things my dad says all the time is, "There's no way you could be president of the United States without spending some time down on your knees in prayer." Yeah. And. Um, you know, my dad has a quiet but very deep faith. He never, he wasn't one to um, talk about it much in public. And, um, but he grew up with, um, you know, with religion being very important in his family. Um, his mother, um, who I think was the greatest influence in his life, I write a lot about her because. Um, even though my dad was a senator for 10 years, I mean, my grandfather was a senator from 10, for 10 years from the state of Connecticut who taught my dad that public service is a noble calling. He was a tremendous influence. I really think his mother, who taught him the very basic tenets of the Christian faith and um, all the little things that make an enormous difference in life, like be kind to others, lift someone up when they're down, you know, treat others as you would like to be treated, and, um, you know, don't brag about yourself. Things like that are the things that um, my dad lives his life, you know, by, and 
and adheres to at 82 years of age, even now. And um, and so, and he's been consistent with that through his entire life. Now, when, when you meet people and they find out that you are the daughter of George H.W. Bush, the sister of the president, what's the number one question they ask about your dad? Oh, they ask, um, well, they, they usually ask me, what's it like to have lived with someone who was the president of the United States? Um, they, people didn't know my dad when he was the president the way I know him. In what way? And, well, they just, you know, they didn't know he was funny. Yeah. Um, they didn't know that, you know, they just, because he didn't have that, you know, Ronald Reagan charisma that came across so well on television. Um, you know, he says in the book, I wish I had a co- couple courts of Ronald Reagan so that I could communicate better. And um, well, I think he does. And when I've met him, he's had a uh, he has a sense of levity, but he seemed to be he seemed to hold it, withhold it during his presidency. And it's only seems to emerge openly in front of the press since he's uh, been out of office. That's my take on it. Yeah, I think it's true. And I think, you know, of course, when you're not making the giant decisions, you can it's much you know, and you don't have the press examining your every, you know, word and every, you know, every ounce of your being. You know, it's a little harder to to just be more relaxed. Now, t- so yeah, that's it. That's he's more relaxed. Now, what about your brother? Now, I've seen him. We've met a couple of times, and he seems to be able to take some pot shots at himself, some self-deprecating humor behind the scenes. Is he as jovial guy as your dad? Oh my gosh! Yeah, he's. He- He's the president is very funny. Um, he he loves to tease and joke, and we spend a lot of weekends together at Camp David. And um, and people say, "Oh gosh, what's it like at your dinner table? Do you all discuss policy and things like that?" Well, obviously there is some discussion, but mostly it's a lot of laughter, a lot of joy, a lot of fun. We have a very, very, very close family. Okay, now listen. And, I want to tell you some, what we're going to say. Go ahead. No, and I was just saying, I think, um, I think living in a political family, you do tend to be close. I mean, you do tend to stick together, um, and so that's what I was going to say. Okay, now we're talking with Doro Bush Cook. It's pronounced Cook, right? Right. But it's spelled K-O-C-H. She has written the book My Father, My President: A Personal Account of the Life of H.W. Bush. Her dad and the President of the United States, former President of the United States. I want to ask her, we're going to take a little break. When we come back, Dora, I want to ask you, what did you learn? You know, when you wrote this book, because they say if you're really going to learn something, teach it, and you have to make a profound study, an in-depth study. So I'm sure some things were revealed to you uh, that that you didn't know before about your dad, and I'd like to talk about that when we return. Okay, Dora? Okay. All right. Doro Bush is my guest, my father, my president. It's uh, hot off the presses and available in bookstores everywhere. I'm Rhett Palmer. Today's broadcast brought to you by uh, Dr. Mallon's Center for Advanced Eye Care, the best eye doctor in town. And you're going to need a good eye doctor. This book, it's uh, almost, uh, what is it, 600 pages, Doro. It's, it's a considerable take. She's worked on this for a couple of years. It's a good read. We'll be right back. I am Rhett Palmer. Enjoy the privacy, security, and the beauty of PVC and aluminum fencing. Professionally installed by Hawaiian Enclosures, US 1 Vero Beach. Hawaiian Enclosures is your factory direct dealer offering 
expertly engineered and installed PVC and aluminum fencing for backyard privacy and security, pool enclosures, any fencing job, with build time in about two to four weeks after permitting. Here's the best part. With Hawaiian enclosures, your fencing is 100% maintenance-free, no rust PVC and aluminum construction. So call today for your estimate. Toll free, 866-687-SWIM. That's 866-687-7946 for Hawaiian enclosures in Vero Beach. And we continue our conversation with the author of My Father, My President. It has an introduction by Barbara Bush, and it is written by Doro Bush Cook. Good day to you, Doro. Hello. Hello. Now, it took you a, <laughs> <laughs> it took you a couple of years to write this book. What did the, and they say if you're going to learn something, teach it. So what did you learn about your dad by, by all these uh, interviews with former U.S. presidents and Secret Service agents and family members about your dad maybe perhaps you didn't know before? Well, I learned a lot of stories I'd never heard before. Um, I loved the story that I, that I, um, about the day my dad was inaugurated the President of the United States, and he walks up on the platform of the United States Capitol, and he, his big day, and he sees that President Reagan is being bundled up in an overcoat by Mrs. Reagan, and he immediately turns to his aide, Tim McBride, and he says, you know, um, would you, may I borrow your coat? And he puts on his coat, and he he borrows it because he doesn't want to upstage President Reagan. Um, he doesn't want to look younger and more vital than this president that he loved and he loved working with. And and um, and so on his big day, he's thinking of somebody else. And that's a very typical story of my dad. I was there that day. I didn't know what he was doing. I didn't know. And um, Tim McBride, his aide, told me that story, and I love it. Now, you interviewed Bill Clinton, former President Bill Clinton, about your dad. What did he have to say about your dad? Oh, he, 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 um, he had a lot to say about my dad, and he told me about the first time when he was at Georgetown University that my dad came on his radar screen um, when dad was a congressman um, from the 7th District in Houston, and dad had um, voted for the housing bill, and he thought it was a courageous of my dad to stand up and do that, and a Republican congressman from Texas, and so that was his, he was in, told me he was impressed with that and was wondering, you know, who is this guy? And then, um, what else? He told me, um, he told me a lot of, you know, a, a lot of stories about Dad. And well, here, here, these two, these two guys were... These two guys went went head to head. I mean, in the election, and uh, some pretty rough things were said. And now That's your dad, right. now your dad and, and Clinton are, are traveling throughout the world for the tsunami and Katrina. Right. It was really fun because I got a chance to um, follow he and my dad around when they were in Washington at USAID doing some work. And then um, I spent a weekend with President Clinton up in my house in Kenny Bunkport. And one of my friends said to me, you know, if your father invites President Clinton up to Kenny Bunkport, um, I know he's really lost it. And so then the next weekend he invites Dad up to Kenny Bunkport. And um, it was fascinating. And, I, I, you know, my dad did lose the election. And I give Dad a lot of credit for extending the hand of fellowship and making it okay for them to be friends. And once that happened... Um, President Clinton, um, I, I have a story in the book. Um, Gene Becker, my dad's chief of staff, traveled with them in the tsunami, and and she described how President Clinton treated my dad as an elder statesman, and 
and when they were walking the rough terrain of Asia there, when they were looking at the damage, he held my arm, my dad's arm so he wouldn't trip and fall very gently and, and treated him so beautifully. And, and I love that. I love that, um, that they are friends and that they have this mutual respect for each other, and it's so healing for our country. And, I think it is. Now, I want to ask you this. You did a lot of interviews to, for this book that took you two years to write, right? Yeah. Okay. Now, I know you have to catch a flight today, but uh, I've and of course I've perused your book. I have not read it in its entirety yet. It is 600 pages, of course, Dora. Well, now, wait a second. <laughs> it's, some of those are source notes. Oh, we don't want to scare people off. Oh, and as my dad said, it's a big mama, but it's a, <laughs> it's an easy read. Well, you know, you know how difficult it is to get into it. So I'm asking you. Since uh, yeah, I appreciate this nice perfunctory interview, and uh, uh, but when I would uh, ask you that I might have permission to contact you again, and we might be able to sometime meet and do an in-depth face-to-face after I've read this in its entirety. Will you grant me that? Yes, that would be great. I would Good. love it. Good. Now, what, final, final. We have about a minute left. What would you like the public to know about your dad? Well, I want them to know that he um, he did wonderful things and continues to do wonderful things for our country. When he was the president, he ushered in the end of the Cold War without a shot being fired. Um, he did something I'm very proud of. He, he, he signed the Americans with Disabilities Act and supported it and pushed it through, um, which has affected 45 million people. He did so many wonderful things and continues to do wonderful things. But what I'm most proud of is one of the chapters in my book is entitled Master of the Small Gesture, and that it's the little things that he does, the kindnesses, the lifting other people up, um, bringing out the best in people, um, just the small gestures that make an enormous difference. He's, yeah. That's what I want people to know about him. And when you read the book, um, there are lots of stories and okay. examples of Dora. that. Doro, Doro Bush Cook, thank you very much. My father, my president, a personal account of the life of George H.W. Bush, her dad and her president. Thank you, Doro, and I'll talk to you again real soon, okay? Okay, thank you. Hey, this is Radio Rhett. Today's broadcast brought to you by Hatch and Doty, Attorneys at Law, sponsors of our charity spotlight here on Rhett Palmer Live. <laughs>